welcome to the Power of Investing in People podcast. I am your host, Shay Sparks, Chief Excitement Officer of Sparks of Fire International, where we spark leaders in transition who are unclear, go from fear to fired up about their life and business. And if you wish to talk more in depth about coaching, heart and mind fitness, brainstorming for your business, podcasting, and or veteran resources, connect with me, Shay, today at the Calendly link in the show notes on your podcast platform. And today, our guest is the amazing Maureen Diaz. Welcome to the show, Maureen. Thank you. Thank you very much, Shay. I'm glad to be here. Uh, well, thank you for being here and a shout out and thank you to Adam Bird for connecting us. Yeah, I'm I'm thankful to be connected to him as well. So uh, he said, I'll give a shout out to Gabe Wren for that because he's, you know, it's really cool how God puts one person in your life, <laughs> then the next person. Yes. And that's what has happened. That's what has brought me to this point and to you today. So we can I love that those connections. Yeah. I love that. And you know, I, that's how my life works is just keep connecting with people. And next thing you know, they're all connected and it's like, Oh my gosh, how everybody knows each other. That's amazing. I think that's wonderful. I think it's beautiful. And I think it's part of God's plan. Mm. I, I agree. Yeah. I totally agree. Yeah. So, so for those of you who don't know, after watching family struggle with health issues and dealing with her own, Maureen Diaz knew there were answers above advice, above the advice conventional medicine had given her. She set out on a journey to learn and study traditional healing and cooking from every book she could get her hands on and every holistic practitioner she could find. She has been sharing what she has learned with her family, friends, and community for over 30 years. And I cannot wait to hear, let you guys hear what she does. So Marina has a passion for teaching, cooking, kayaking. That's why we're friends. <laughs> Showing <laughs> events love for all the people who join her at the kitchen table and being an amazing wife and mother to nine. Yes, nine children. And you can find out more at her website at godsgoodtable.com. And there will be... Uh, leak in the show notes as well. So Maureen, my goodness. Well, first of all, I cannot wait to dive into all of your story because there's so many pieces I want to pull from, but I always like to first off, start off with the first question of what does investing in people mean to you? Investing in people to me means, first of all, the, the biggest and most important message is God's love for us, mm. but that translates beyond the norm and into that God has a plan for us on every level, including our health and well-being, our physical as well as spiritual health. And that is something that has been sorely, sorely missing from the church at large mm. for as long as I've been alive, at least. And uh, because of that, we see sick, sick people uh, moms not able to care for their families, dads not able to provide a living. It used to even be people dying far sooner than they needed to and in a much more painful and difficult way than I think God generally intends for us. Um, but all because we're ignoring what he provided, what he put in place in his word to help us know how to be healthy and physically strong. So investing in people to me means 
helping them to learn and understand that mm-hmm. God made these provisions for our for our physical health, not just our spiritual health. Mm. If we're not healthy, we cannot serve the way that God calls us to be a servant. And that's not to say that if someone is injured, if someone has some major health crises going on, for people who have had uh, suffered accidents and illnesses that are beyond their control, that doesn't mean that your life doesn't have value and that you don't have purpose and a, and a way to connect and help people. We all do. But generally speaking, if we are pursuing every part of God's plan for us, that includes our physical health so that we can do more. And I believe that a lot of people that are out there suffering from debilitating illnesses can heal. Mm -hmm. And I'm not talking a miraculous healing. I believe there's a place for that sometimes too. But just by utilizing the principles he gave us, we can overcome major, major things and be strong and ready to go out and conquer the world. Mm. I, I love this. This is, I, I know why one of the many reasons Adam connected us mm-hmm. is because I also believe in that as well and know and have seen it in my own, my own health, my own spiritual, emotional, physical health, but also in other peoples who have taken food as medicine rather than you know, all the additives and all the store-bought stuff. They really just focused on the whole food mm-hmm. and using that as, as medicine. Yeah. And to do that, um, we all need to do that and go back to that. But we're at a place in time where many of us cannot even, usually knowingly, unknowingly rather, cannot even consume the whole natural foods that God gave us because our bodies are so messed up. Mm-hmm. Um factory processed food from pharmaceuticals and from a myriad of issues, none of which are God given, mm-hmm. but man created. So for instance, my husband with rheumatoid arthritis, he really cannot consume any grains at all, even if they're prepared in traditional methods. If he has a slice of my sourdough bread, he's going to be in pain. Wow. If he eats a tomato, he's going to be in pain. Um, there are a lot of people like him out there, and uh, we're, we're just talking rheumatoid arthritis, but that alone, um, that's just an autoimmune disorder, all of which centers in the gut and all of which is a problem because of what we have done to our bodies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So take us back. Was there a time you talked about being a, a servant, which I, I love and I believe we're all here to be servants of some sort, right? Mm-hmm. And um So was there a time that was like a defining moment, a turning point that you really understood that this was kind of your assignment to start this journey of figuring out, we mentioned in your bio that you had a, your own illness. So what was that defining moment that really started out on this journey, healing journey for yourself? Well, I think it's been a process. It hasn't been one individual moment. It has been a series of moments and a couple of really major blasts. When I was a child, my mother had asthma. She had allergies. Um, I believe she was probably diabetic, whether or not she even knew it. I don't know. But I grew up with there always being medications in the refrigerator that were emergency I remember her going to the hospital for blood clots. I remember her hemorrhaging after losing a baby. All of these moments, um, 
she was a she was a sick woman. She was very overweight and she had a myriad of health problems. Um, and all of these things prevented her from really being the person that she might have wanted to have been. Mm-hmm. Um, she was uh, stressed out, high anxiety. Um, I believe she actually had emotional issues too. She's been gone for five years, five, I think five years now. Um, but when I was about 12 years old, somewhere, I don't know where at the time, but somewhere she gained this insight that maybe switching away from the processed foods. And I think you and I are about the same age, probably. So I I really grew up in the 70s. And we grew up on hamburger helper, tuna helper, turkey burgers, and uh, not real food. Uh, My mom would reconstitute dry milk powder Mm. and mix it maybe, I I think she might have mixed it with 2% milk. I don't know. But we grew up on a highly processed diet. Well, she was, of course, consuming that as well. And she had all of these health issues, which at the time she hadn't recognized had anything to do with food, but the idea entered her brain somehow. And she, she got rid of the processed foods. She didn't go as far as I wish she would have and could have, but there was not the internet. There were limited books and limited teachers out there, you know, I still think we can find what we're looking for if we're just looking. But at any rate, she gave up all the processed foods and then went away her allergies, her asthma, her blood clots, and she lost about 150 pounds. Um, So she became like a whole new person. Mm -hmm. Um, This lasted for a few years. Unfortunately, she didn't carry on, but that made a big impact on my brain. So when I became a wife and a mother, I didn't understand health and nutrition. I just sort of intuitively knew that we should be eating foods close to nature. So I wasn't going out and buying processed foods, although I admit to buying, I can't believe it's not butter for a long time, thinking, oh, this was a great health food, realizing later it really wasn't. Mm -hmm. Um, But I'm having children, and at the time... Um, early in our marriage, there was the hallelujah diet, which is basically a vegan diet, but it's based on the garden of Eden. And I'm looking for answers and, and I fall upon that. And well, that kind of makes sense, except for it doesn't Mm. eliminates a whole lot of what God later says about food and what is good. Um, but I started on that path and at the same time I'm having children and I could tell I can go back in the history of my nine children and remember what I was eating and how I felt when I was eating those foods. And I can tell you that when I was eating closer to a vegan diet, I was not vegan by any means. Uh, Thankfully, somehow I acquired a milk cow and I knew that fresh milk must be better than the stuff at the store. So I was at least milking a cow and raising chickens for eggs. So I was getting that. But that pregnancy was one of my worst. Mm. I remember craving really unhealthy things like McDonald's cheeseburgers. Wow. It was salt, fat, salt, fat, and protein that I needed. And I wasn't getting trying to follow this diet fad. Mm-hmm. And eventually I came around to realize uh, I heard someone, a, a naturopathic doctor, talk about the work of Dr. Weston A. Price. I had a friend who kept telling me, you need to buy this cookbook. You're not going to regret it. And I finally bought Nourishing Traditions. And I heard 
the work of Weston A. Price, and there was Nourishing Traditions, and it was like an epiphany. Mm. So I finally figured it out, what the path was that we should be on with, with our food, with our eating anyway. Um, and there ensued several more pregnancies where I felt, I can't say I felt wonderful in the early months, but everything changed. My babies changed. Um, mm. They were born robust and chubby and healthy and great. Um, I had a lot of children in a short period of time, which I don't recommend. And I, that's a whole nother topic. <laughs> God gives us wisdom there too. Mm-hmm. It was I was ignoring for a while until the end. Um, at any rate, I'm, I'm seeing the results in my children and in how I feel by following a more biblical diet, which I recognized nourishing traditions or Weston A. Price cultures were. Dr. Price studied cultures all over the world and no two diets were the same, but they all had really clear similarities. Hmm. Animal foods, animal fats, organ meats, bones, naturally raised and prepared grains, um, fermented foods, all of these things which God provided, uh, you know, it's all there. Mm -hmm. I just didn't know about it. And so as I'm learning more about Dr. Price's research, and I devoured his uh, nearly it's 600 pages about, I devoured that book and I just kept thinking, wow, this is amazing. Mm-hmm. And I'm reading Nourishing Traditions while I'm nursing my babies. And I, I just kept seeing, thinking this, that that's in the Bible. Wait, that, that that's in the Bible too. Even uh, principles of agriculture that are totally ignored, have been totally ignored for 50 years, and they're coming back. Sustainable, regenerative agriculture, those are all principles that got established. Mm -hmm. And man chewed up, spit out, and said, forget it, we're smarter than God, we're going to do things differently, much to our detriment. So um, I guess I've been studying Dr. Price's work for more than 20 years, 20 couple years anyway. And um, it has just opened doors for me. It's opened my mind. It's helped me to understand. And then as I'm reading in particular, the Old Testament, I'm really getting it. But I'm frustrated that Christians aren't getting it. Mm. I'm frustrated that I go to church and there are all these really sick people mm-hmm. and the Careless. They just keep growing. And, you know, I just got to say, you cannot expect to have a healthy physical body if you're going to McDonald's once or twice or 10 times a week, if you're eating out pizza, um, if you're making a hamburger helper and processed foods to feed your family, you can't be healthy eating that stuff. You will not be healthy. You will have degraded bodies and produce children that are not vibrant and healthy and strong if you're able to conceive at all. Mm -hmm. Um, And of course, we have an epidemic of infertility in Mm -hmm. the country. It's been called an epidemic. And yet I know a lot of people who I've either counseled directly or, you know, I know their stories, people I've met over the years who when they could not conceive and they learn about nutrition and then they start eating God-given food, what I like to call is God-given food, they get healthy and they have babies. Not everyone, but they have babies. 
but we're looking at a generational thing here. My grandmother grew up eating farm foods. Mm -hmm. She grew up on a farm. They had their own milk. They had their own meats. They had their vegetable garden, just like people prior to 1950s, 1940s America had. But my grandmother fed her family processed foods. It was the new popular thing, supermarkets. Wow, who would have ever thought? Who thought of that? Canned foods, packaged foods, boxed foods, frozen foods. And my grandmother was known as a great cook. I, I have an article that I saved from about 1973, I think, with a whole bunch of her recipes. And it's all about what a wonderful cook she is. And every single recipe is sugar. Mm canned this, boxed that, and all she's doing is combining them. Well, my mother had all these health problems. Right. But one of the things that Dr. Price discovered is that when people abandoned their traditional diets and started eating processed at the time, we're talking the 1920s um, and before, at that time, people were not eating the things that we're eating today. They were still eating mostly natural foods, but they were substituting white flour for whole grain flour. Mm -hmm. They weren't doing fermented breads. They were doing just short yeast breads. They weren't fermenting vegetables. They weren't, they were pasteurizing milk. They were eating sugary jams and that kind of thing. And immediately their health started to decline and their offspring started to have problems. Well, my mother had a very narrow face. And this is one of the things that Dr. Price talked about a lot. When we do not have adequate nutrition in utero, our bodies cannot properly fill out and develop. And in mm. fact, the further removed you are from good food, the more pronounced the problems will be. And my mother had a narrow face. She had no problem with fertility. She had uh, actually not a lot of trouble with birthing children either, but she had health problems, including tooth problems. Mm. Um, my siblings and I, there are six of us. We've all had various problems. Um, I have a mouthful of fillings that I'm one by one trying to have removed. Um, and we all needed braces. So you have children, the children that I bore were actually ovums, developing ovums in my mother's body. And that that even started in my grandmother's body. So our nutrition is a generational mm -hmm. thing. You either look forward to not only your health, but future generations health, or you just ignore it. And we have all the problems that we have today. And then um, I don't know if you read the article on my website, why don't they get it? But that article I wrote a couple years ago, probably, um, before I was even in this teaching mode, I was still very much actively learning and I continue to learn. I'll, I'll never stop learning until I die. Um, but I was trying to put the pieces together and I had a good friend who had, her whole family had health problems. Um, and one of her children had to be, they, they had to be lifelined to Hershey Medical Center for a birth that was extremely high risk. Um, it was just one thing after another, but my friend was now experiencing some issues that were very serious and potentially life-threatening. And as we women got together and sat around to pray for her, um, not a one, not a one asked to, you know, lead us, show us what does she need? What can she change? Mm. 
What foods should she be eating? What natural remedies might there be for what she was experiencing? It was all, well, what prescriptions is the doctor going to prescribe? What procedures will be done? And I just want to tell people, we are not sick because we have a shortage of pharmaceutical drugs or a shortage of procedures. We're sick because we're ignoring God's given food plan. But we can reverse that. We can't change absolutely everything right now. Um, I have grandchildren now. I expect, I hope to see great-grandchildren someday. And I've taught my children how best to eat, how to prepare foods, how to choose food, how to grow food. And they're doing that. Thankfully, all of my children are doing that with their own kids. Um, So I expect that my grandchildren will continue to be born healthy and robust. And they're growing up learning. Um, I have a picture of my year and a half old grandson from Louisville, Kentucky, and he's helping his mama make bone stock. Mm. Uh, I, it, it makes me tear up when I think about it. And I see these things happening because not because it makes me feel good about myself, but because I'm so thankful that my kids get it. They want to be healthy and they Mm -hmm. want kids to be healthy and they can see the future trajectory. Um, And one daughter-in-law grew up on standard American diet, just like I did. And she's completely changed how they eat. Um, And she's now expecting her second child. Um, It's just, it is gratifying to see that they understand they're grasping it and they're making these changes, but it's wonderful to see in the grandchildren that they're healthy and strong, Mm -hmm. not needing pharmaceutical input. They're perfectly fine. So yeah, I've, I've known for years that the best defense against disease was a healthy body and a healthy body is not built through pharmaceuticals and procedures, but through a healthy diet and lifestyle. Mm. That's where I try to go. And that's what I try to teach people as I continue to learn. Well, I, I love this. And I've often said that when the student is ready, the teacher appears. And when the teacher is ready, the student appears. And yeah. that ends up happening that you, at once you're the student and now you're the teacher. Even though you're still learning, you're just still teaching yeah. at the same time. Ever, in anything, if we ever say, oh, I'm done learning, I know it all, then we're really foolish. Yeah. Uh, but my daughter, Erin, who I'm in business with, um, she's told me that... God has prepared me for this all of my life. I just didn't know it. Mm. And I didn't know it until um, now, nearly two years ago, It uh, when we were all going through the 2020 stuff and so frustrated, um, but people were starting to wake up and get it. Not everybody, but people were starting to understand that if we want health, we need to, we need to tend our gardens. Yeah. Definitely. Literally and metaphorically. And uh, I had helped my husband through two major, massive health crises. And we did it with food. It was first Lyme disease, Mm. debilitating, couldn't get out of bed, Lyme disease. Yeah. Um, And then from that came rheumatoid arthritis. I mean, he was going to die. He was sick. But we worked him through that. And then he, uh, he has a bad habit 
and we're all responsible for ourselves. He does smoke. We wish he didn't. I know he doesn't mind if I say that because he'd like to quit, but it's he has to decide. Mm-hmm. But that coupled with the rheumatoid arthritis caused a massive widowmaker heart attack. Wow. Um, but uh, and I and I told this story on Adam's podcast uh, that I think came out probably today. Um, so I won't go through the whole thing, but I could see God's hand in in our crises every step of the way, minute by minute and day by day until mm-hmm. that one. finally, 10 days later, got up and walked out of that hospital. Wow. So we worked through that and we got him off of all of the drugs fast because we knew that they were harmful. Mm-hmm. And we knew that if he was going to regain his strength, he needed good food. He also needed rest. And we tend to overlook that. Oh, yes. Um, that's part of the healthy lifestyle. We really need rest. But after going through all of these things, um, 2020 came along and I guess it was the end of 2020 and I was at Polyface Farm. And I called what it Joel Salatin is a famous farmer, Polyfaces. I always say the world's most famous farm. Um, but I'm very privileged, blessed to call Joel a friend. And I, I asked him for a few minutes and I told him, you know, it's always all of these things that we're talking about have always bothered me so much. I want to do something about it. Maybe now is the time. What do you think? And with his help, guidance, encouragement, and mentorship, we created God's Good Table. So we've come a long way, but we Mm -hmm. came to that point where I knew and I recognized it was time to do something. Mm -hmm. Felt like I could do it, not by myself, but um, with the help from other people. And it just so happened that my daughter, Erin, was thinking along the same lines. She was thinking of a more localized thing. I, I'm thinking worldwide. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we put our heads together and developed this company. So we want to teach you how to be healthy and strong. We want to help you learn how to clean out your pantry and your refrigerator and put the right foods in there, grow some of your own food, how to process your food, how to prepare it, just all of this, because we want you to be healthy and strong. If something happens to me and I need to be served instead of serve, I'll have to be okay with that. <laughs> um, I had a friend many years ago who told me when we were we were experiencing some rough financial times and and she and others really wanted to help. And I was too prideful, I guess, to want to accept help. And she said that it's a blessing to others if you allow yourself to be served. Mm-hmm. So I I have also always hung on to that memory and that thought. And that's why I say if I or anyone else out there has a physical ailment that is insurmountable or temporarily keeping you down or even permanently, allow yourself to be served because it is a blessing to others. But we still can be a blessing on others, both by accepting service and finding another way of helping. But if we're to overcome any number of major crises that we have, it can only be done with good food. Um, And, you know, I think of uh, Dr. Terry Walls, uh, T-E-R-R-Y and W-A-H-L, Walls. Um, 
And you can look up her name, you can look up the Walls Protocol, but she's just a good example of this. And I don't think she professes to be a Christian, but nonetheless, she's following these principles. So she had MS. She would, and she's a doctor. She's a, she is a, an actual PhD MD and she couldn't help herself. She ended up eventually in a slant wheelchair, but she wouldn't quit. She still went to work every day. She was going to work no matter what. So even in a slant chair, unable to get up and walk around on her own, she went to work to help, you know, she loved what she did, but like my mother, something prompted her to realize that she might be able to correct her MS. Mm -hmm. The thing that you can't get over, there's no way to overcome it. You're going to die from it. It's going to steal your life. It may be slow. It may be fast. She said to heck with it. She completely changed her diet. And she's, she, in a, in a short period of time, actually, I don't remember how long it was, but it was relatively short. She immediately started feeling better. And within a short period of time, she was back up on her feet and then living a full, totally normal life. To me, that she's one of the best testaments to what food can do to heal our bodies. I've known others, but she's a fairly high-profile figure who really has demonstrated exactly what I'm talking about. So she should be someone who gives people hope. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and I love that you're really providing resources for that yeah. food is medicine. I So I grew up in the 80s. And I grew up with a, a huge garden, grew up on a farm, grew up in a, with a garden. We had our, raised our own beef and and pigs. Uh, we didn't have milk, but, um, you know, my mom cooked three meals a day. Yeah. And it was something that, you know, that's how we ate. And I didn't have that processed food. We did have bread and, you know, we didn't eat white bread. We ate wheat bread. Of course, it wasn't, it was enriched wheat bread, but, you know, yeah. at least we had the mindset of that for most of my childhood. And it's funny, literally as of today, right before we, we recorded, um, my, my brother and I, we went to the health food store right before this. And we were talking to them about infections and things like that. And and they were like, Oh, honey, honey is the best way to get rid of infection. Yeah. Raw honey. And it's like, wow. Just think about how many times we run to the doctor to go get an antibiotic, which kills yeah. all the good stuff in your stomach, your good, the good biomes, right? And yep. here we are like forgetting that honey, raw honey, like you said, just does such a miraculous job. It is uh, topically in particular. It's also mm-hmm. a safe sweetener um, unless you're having metabolic issues and need to, to limit your sugars. And if that's the case, I have a wonderful sweetener that I recommend and it's totally natural and tastes delicious and it's not processed, which is yacon syrup. But aside from that, um, God gave us everything we needed, not just for food, but for medicine. Yes. And food, food is medicine. Mm-hmm. But he also gave us, you know, unless you're living in a condo, you can walk outside. I walk outside. We moved here seven years ago. Uh, Prior to that, we lived on two different farms, raised the family on two different farms. And I identified nearly every plant out there just because I was curious. It was fun to me. And I had my herb books and I'd figure out what we could eat and what we could use for medicine and how we could use it. Now I've been seven years on this mountain in Virginia and I'm still learning. 
I'm still finding new things. Um, I just discovered there are pawpaw trees down the street, which means I can have some here too. Uh, but that's food. Um, but I have golden seal. I have black cohosh. I have dandelion and burdock. Um, oh, I, I can't even think black walnut. Just a lot of things that are out there that God created. There is no such thing really as a weed because every plant has a purpose. Every creature has a purpose. Every one of us has a purpose. Mm -hmm. um, so when you learn to identify the plants that are out there and understand they are medicine too, sometimes they're just medicine for the soil. Now with conventional agriculture, spraying everything, it, it kills soil microbiome. Mm -hmm. If you're eating food that is grown on dead soil, then our microbiome is going to be dying as well. Mm-hmm. Um, there's no such thing as a healthy human being when we're eating food from an unhealthy soil. The two go together. And what we call weeds are actually out there also for a purpose. When we bought the second farm that we lived on, it had been monocropped and heavily sprayed for many, many years. And the main thing it grew was thistle, milk mm. thistle. Um, and uh, wild teasel. There was a lot of wild teasel and dandelion and burdock. Well, I didn't know right then, but I, I'm learning from natural regenerative agronomists like Joel Salatin and Jerry Brunetti and a whole host of others. I'm learning that those plants that were growing on our yucky, dead, hard-packed soil were actually there remediating the soil. They were bringing up minerals from deep down and microbes. And as they died off each season, now when you're spraying soil every single year, and it's usually several times a year per crop, then even the microbes die. And that's why you see corn stalks. That, that's why you see thistle <laughs> and things like that growing when nothing else can, because they can reach deep. But if you play your cards right. If you manage your soil and your land properly, which is what I learned to do, you can regenerate the soil where you're living and where you're growing your food. So we did that. And at the same time, we're consuming foods from that regenerating soil and we're building our strong, healthy bodies, regenerating our own microbiomes. So that all goes hand in hand. And again, I see all of that in the Bible. It's there's nothing new under the sun and nothing new under the sun, but we just really mess things up. So I want to take us back to that and learn and teach people how to use the plants for medicine as well for their own bodies. So there are a lot of wonderful things out there. Chickweed grows just about everywhere and you don't even need to make something with it. You can just chew it up and spit it out, or you can just grind it up in your hands and put it on a wound comfrey. Uh, you probably had comfrey. Our farms always had comfrey. The leaf is wonderful for treating burns. Mm. Bentonite clay treats even third degree burns. I know that I, I won't say firsthand, secondhand, and I won't go into it too much with particulars with who it was, but, but a child uh, close to me fell against a hot wood stove. Ooh and got second and third degree burns, hands and face. Mm. And 
if you go to the hospital, the treatment is excruciating. But this mom knew what to do. Um, she learned from another mom. She knew stuff that I didn't even know. And she applied a paste to her daughter's face and hands. And within seconds, it stopped hurting. Wow. And new skin regenerated within three weeks. You couldn't tell that she'd ever had a burn. Wow. So again, that's God-given medicine. It's so far superior for the most part to um, pharmaceutical medicine. But that's not to say there's not a place. Obviously, if my husband hadn't gone to the hospital in Bangor, Maine, he absolutely would have been dead. I couldn't have I couldn't sure. have kept him up. And so I think that in particular, emergency medicine has a has a place in our lives, and I'm thankful for it. There are times when we do just need it. But I've met and read and heard so many stories of people overcoming cancer. My dad was one of them not with pharmaceuticals. I mean, my dad had pancreatic cancer. He was going to die. Mm -hmm. He had, they, the doctor said maybe six months, maybe a year, but you're going to die. Mm. And they could do radiation and chemotherapy to extend his life, but he was going to die. Well, four months after his diagnosis, he was a hundred percent free of cancer. Wow. And we use this, we used one pharmaceutical, the only one that I know of that actually does no harm, and that is low dose naltrexine. Um, and that does fight cancer. And it literally, it, he verified the only side effect it had was vivid dreams. So again, there's a place sometimes for modern medicine. And that particular drug was useful in my dad's treating cancer. But the main things that we did for his cancer had to do with food. Mm. some natural therapies, um, coffee enemas and, um, and some other things. He kicked cancer like a lot of other people mm -hmm. without drugs, but God given food and God given medicine. So it can all be done. And where I've watched people die miserable deaths from things like cancer, and diabetes, and lots of other things. I've seen a lot of other people heal just using the foods and the medicines that God gave us. That's what we should be doing. And they heal fully mm -hmm. because they're addressing the root cause, not just the symptoms like cancer. You're trying to kill the cancer instead of actually figuring out why the cancer was growing to begin with. So I think in all things, we need to keep going back to the root cause. And a lot of times with our illnesses, the root cause is emotional traumas. Yes. Traumas, yes. hurt, and pain. Yep. So that's something that we need to work on as well. Prayerfully, mindfully, contemplatively working through our problems. Either sometimes we can do it on our own. I was able to do that, but a lot of times we need help. But there again, God is the great doctor. Mm -hmm. He can help us through anything. And when emotional issues are at the root cause of our illnesses, and really often they are, we just don't know it. We need God to come in and intervene. We need that relationship with him. Yeah, absolutely. We to, yeah. We need to let go of the hurt and the pain and the trauma and let his love and his light come in and heal us. Absolutely. I was diagnosed with fibromyalgia, gosh, I don't know, 20 something years ago. And yeah. I went to see an acupuncturist and she changed my diet and I started journaling, which really was a, a thank you letter to God every day. And uh, during that process, um, it he revealed to me that the pain I was in was from anger. 
Yeah. And that I needed to forgive. And so I wrote forgiveness letters after that, but it was really intense. Like I didn't even, it didn't even occur to me until then that this pain that I was, I was feeling was literally stored anger in my cells on a cellular level. And there's so many people that have that emotional connection to pain and, and other diseases. It's a, it's a dis-ease, right? It is. Yeah. Literally. And contrary to your story, I had a friend, I can't really call her a friend anymore, who also had, has fibromyalgia and her solution has been drugs and the drugs Mm. had her so totally whacked out. um, She can't think clearly her marriage fell apart. And it turns out, I didn't know it until years later, but she had a lot of trauma in her life. Mm -hmm. And she actually had a really bad marriage that my husband and I hadn't recognized. So she's got a lot of anger and a lot of hurt, but she's not willing to release that and recognize that. Um, Last year, I was at an event um, that Dr. Cena McCullough put together. Um, I interviewed her about a year ago, and you can find that interview on our website, Dr. Sina McCullough. Um, And I have her protocol, which is actually what we've already done anyway for my husband. She had rheumatoid arthritis um, and some other issues, and she was really sick. But she realized that emotions drive the disease. Yes, She also, at this event, uh, gave lots of science and lots of research to help us understand that I already knew our bodies are like electric factories. Yes. We emit an electromagnetic field. Yes. A lot of Christians in particular don't want to hear about that. It's all food, Mm -hmm. but it's real. Absolutely. If our cells aren't producing energy and putting off an electromagnetic field, we're dead. Yes. Um, and the stronger, the the healthier we are, the stronger that electromagnetic field is. And it repels, it repels disease Yes, to keep us strong. But uh, Sina talked about how emotions are actual, um, I, I can't describe it as well as she did, but they're like these electrical um, processes. We feel an emotion due to some impulse, outside impulse, but there's actually something going on on a physical level within our bodies and within our brains. So if it's a positive or a negative, it changes the way our brain works and it changes the way our gut works. And it sets us up either for disease or for health, good Mm -hmm. or bad. If we deal with the traumas and the hurt and the pain, then it helps our body to yes. overcome the physical stuff. So yeah, that to some people, to most people, it's really out there and they don't want to think about it, but we need to think about it. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. And I love that you brought up rest too. I mean, Jesus even yeah. took time to go rest by himself and and pray and meditate. And that's not all woo-woo stuff. That's literally things from the Bible that he right. would do. So I I, I love this conversation. And as you can tell, we could talk for another couple of days. We have so much to so much to talk about, Maureen. So before we go, we just have a few more questions. But um, what do you? I mean, I kind of know the answer after everything that you've said. 
But just to kind of pinpoint, what would be your legacy? What do you want to be remembered for? I really want to be remembered as a woman who loved God first, loved her family and loved people more than herself. Mm. Just want to help people. And you're, you're living that right now. So thank you. I feel so privileged to be able to be living out my dream right now. And I want it to grow. Not, not for my glory. I just want to help people. I love that. And, and speaking of your dream, how can people connect with you? If they've heard this and they're like, oh my gosh, she's speaking my language. I need help. You know, is there an email, a website? Uh, You know, how can people best connect with you? Well, first of all, of course, there is godsgoodtable.com. And from there, you can find anything that we've put out thus far. We're trying to get more content out. I have a lot of content filmed, recorded, written, and we're just trying to one by one get it out. We, I was in Florida for a week with my daughter and we got a lot more recorded that will be coming out. So first, our website. We will be doing some in-person events. We had our first in-person event in August at Polyface Farm. It was spectacular. Good. Um, I'm still glowing. It was just, it was a beautiful, beautiful event. And the theme to that was nose to tail nutrition, which I feel is very, very important. And that was appropriate for Polyface Farm. But next year we are planning on doing, um, I think, three in-person events. Uh, probably one in Louisville, Kentucky, one in Eastern Tennessee, and another one at Polyface. And then we'll do some more after that. But that's a good way to come and get to know us and hear good speakers come and talk about all of these, all of these things, how to be well, how to eat right, how to overcome illness. Um, But our podcasts, of course, we're trying to do the same thing there. And then we do have classes and courses, and I and I also do seminars. So you can reach out to us also at hello at God's Good Table. If you have any questions or input, we have a membership platform where you can ask questions and communicate with others, and then you have access to all of our classes. Um, so there is that as well. We have quite a few articles up and more coming up as well. So if you just want to read or watch YouTube, or bit shoot, you can do that because we're all over the place. Yeah. That's awesome. And you have so much knowledge still to come. So yeah. definitely they have to stay tuned to figure out all the things that that is going to be flowing through you. It is really exciting because I my mind is going on one trajectory, one area where I really want to learn more about, and that is that uh, that emotional, um, physical connection mm. and yeah. all of that. So that's the tangent I'm going on right now. Um, So I hope to bring more of that to the table, as well as a lot of other things in the coming months. Well, I actually help with that. And so we'll have to talk offline more about that as well. Um, Yes, yes. So one of my favorite books that I lean on is called Feelings Buried Alive, Never Die. Oh, and it's very interesting. You can look up the an, an ailment and find out like uh, what feeling it is that's holding it, us back that we have buried alive and now we have to will, be willing to let it go. That's interesting. I will grab that book. I yeah. Want to that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I'll definitely, we'll definitely talk after, after the recording. Okay. We, yeah, for sure. 
Oh, uh, well, Maureen, thank you so much for taking your, your busy schedule to, to be here. So thank you for being here. Oh, you're welcome. It's been a pleasure. Well, I have one more question before you go, because I always like to ask this and everybody gives a different answer. So I, I can't wait to hear yours. Mm-hmm. What phrase, scripture or mantra are you living by right now? Cast all your cares upon him mm-hmm. or he cares for you. Mm, that's beautiful. And, and you're a perfect example of doing that. Oh, thank you. I've really learned that heart attack in particular. That was a yeah. fabulous lesson in that. Well, and I didn't mention this before, but it's coming up again, especially with that, that scripture is the word surrender. Yeah. Yeah. And it's funny how it's kind of been a theme through this whole interview is learning how to surrender to hear God's calling, but also to hear, heal your body and being able to, to really give up everything that you've thought you knew in order to, to embrace a new and to give up control. Yes. That's the hard thing for me to surrender control. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Control really better belongs in the hands of God than me. He can do it better than I can. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Maureen, for being here. You're welcome. Thanks. And thank you for listening to the Power of Investing in People podcast. I hope you were not driving as you were listening to this because Maureen gave some major knowledge nuggets that I know that you took some notes on. So please go over to Apple Podcasts and give us an honest review and some feedback about how amazing this episode was. And until next time, let's get fired up. This podcast is a proud partner of the Heroes Media Group, Lima Charlie Network, and Global Sisterhood Podcast Network. Sponsored by Sparks of Fire International, where we get you fired up about your life and business, and Quest Education. What if you could use the money inside your retirement account penalty and tax-free and use that money to start your own dream business. Our friend Daniel Blue from season five, episode five over at Quest Education is so kind to give you, our listeners, their how to grow your money tax-free online course completely complimentary just for listening to today's show. We invite you to find out more about their generous opportunity at the link in the show notes. So just imagine the business you could start with your freed up money.